0: Warning, today's podcast may include stuntmen falling into boxes, an encourageable rap scallion named kebab, and heart-stopping discussion of theme park stunt shows. Strap yourselves in, it's podcast the ride.
1: Welcome to Podcast The Ride, a theme park podcast hosted by three childless men in their 30s. We're part of Feral Audio. I'm Jason Sheridan. Joining me as always, Mike Carlson. Hello. And Scott Gardner. It's me. Our subject today is stunt shows at the theme parks. But before that, we were going to talk about some news.
2: Yeah, I think we're... So, yeah, we're just... Look, we're a bunch of theme park junkies who uh, love reading up on all the news and rumors. And uh, anytime there's a juicy one, like, we really dig in. We love to discuss... Uh, and we're all, what were we talking about? We're going to talk about, there's a... Well, it's been know, an exciting time
0: for uh, uh, not just rumors, but news, because we're still, I don't know when this will come out exactly, but we're still uh, uh, in the aftershocks of the D23 Expo, at which many theme park uh, uh, developments were announced, uh, including two, uh, well, I guess uh, not all of this was announced at D23, because one's universal, but we had, we had two new roller coasters on the way <laughs> for all you Florida theme park fans, and we <laughs> wanted to talk about them for a minute.
1: Heading to Orlando, one at Universal, one at Disney the uh, uh, Walt Disney World uh, is getting the Tron roller coaster from Shanghai Disney
0: which if you don't know that yeah there's a uh, there's a, a Disneyland in Shanghai now and uh, their most popular uh, well-rated ride is a Tron themed roller coaster uh, which I you know no I don't think any of us have been to Shanghai no, not nope. yet don't withhold it if you have gone please uh, <laughs> sort of let me know that uh, but no we haven't been but we've probably all watched like ride-throughs of it it looks incredible just architecturally it's this uh, this cool future Pod thing. It looks like a uh, an Olympic stadium. It's just uh, such a neat looking roller
2: coaster. You're on a light cycle, so it's a neon motorcycle essentially. You go inside and outside. It's incredible,
0: and you're actually like uh, hunched over it like a like mm-hmm. a motorcycle, uh, which is similar to the Avatar experience, which just opened where you're straddling it like a mm-hmm. like a
2: banshee. Uh, so That's it's a the, straddle ride. That is an innovation. I feel like in like the last so many years is like straddling the ride vehicle. Like, uh, I feel like that's a newer thing. Am I wrong?
0: It's a fantasy that's been recently <laughs> unlocked. Yeah. Uh, well, it is uh, new since the E.T. adventure, certainly, which we already talked about. That's basically that's, just I a chair you're, you're right. sitting in. You're not really uh, on a bike seat, but now uh, <laughs> you get the thrill of riding a fake bike mm-hmm. in the theme parks.
1: This is also, like, a a common theme park trope that I see, which is that, like, People love an attraction or a ride that is based on a movie they could not care less about. Like the Waterworld, we're talking about stunt shows today. The Waterworld stunt show, people love that. People did not see that movie. People could not give a shit about Waterworld, the movie. People really didn't care about that last Tron movie. It seemed like they liked like the the design and like uh, 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 the movie was cool and I feel like the soundtrack was the thing that people liked most from that movie it pr- provoked
0: a bunch of new Daft Punk music which is good news for the world so yeah. people were excited but yeah I don't know if anybody uh, loved the film necessarily uh, the amount of time I've spent talking about and thinking about Tron versus my actual like, where I would grade those movies uh, they're both kind of the same mood 1982 Tron and 2010 Tron are kind of the same movie where there is a bike sequence that is uh, unbelievable and there is a uh, disc sequence that Mm -hmm. is unbelievable and the rest is a little
2: dull and a little turgid
0: and uh, And confusing
2: Um, I think. Like Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. first Tron, the first 15 minutes I remember watching it like like six months ago and going whoa what? What is the this doesn't even track This the logic of this.
0: People also forget that uh, I think I was watching the new one forgetting that Tron was a character. And when the character Tron showed up and people are like, Tron, I think... <laughs> I, in my head, Tron is always, that's where they are. They're in the Tron, or they're after the Tron. I, I can never, again, I, I love these movies. There was a clip of Tron that played at my, at a wedding mix that I made. The Tron was represented at my
2: wedding, and I don't, I still forgot that Tron was a guy. They're talking about doing another Tron as well. They want a Jared Leto Tron movie. That's the rumor, at least right now. The Joker himself, Jared Leto. Hot Topic Joker, Jared Leto, will be the newest... Is he going to be Tron? Is he
1: going to be Tron?
2: Will, um, Jared, is there any rumor about him playing, tr- will Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges is not Tron. He's a, well, who's, it? what's his character's name? Is, Can we remember this? People are dying listening to this right now. <laughs> There's probably
0: the few people who've found this podcast already are like big Tron heads, and what are they doing? They're stumbling around I'm the guy's name. The of Tom Tron. Uh, but I don't remember, actually. I don't oh, well. Uh,
2: Sorry, I, guys. No, uh,
0: Jared Leto is going to play uh, the evil piece of code zero zero one mm-hmm. one zero one the Evil one. binary.
2: Code Um,
0: boy, he's the nastiest code you ever saw. He's a real living virus.
1: Is that real or is that a joke? Because I'm realizing I've never seen either of these movies all the way through.
0: It's dry enough that it could be a joke, yeah, yeah, that it could not be a joke. Um, No, I have no idea. Uh, Look, we aren't a movie news podcast. We don't even we don't (laughs) we don't care about movies or see them. Uh, We go on the rides, and look, the ride is uh, the ride is almost the perfect uh, Tron mechanism to have out there because it's the colors and the lights and the music and nothing else no story Um,
1: aesthetic like i feel like the aesthetic of both movies had like an effect on pop culture yeah and like pop culture design
0: Incredible uh, aesthetic. and um, they came out. And, uh, yeah, so there's one of those that exists already in Shanghai, and it's coming to Disney World, which is exciting. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about where does it go, because there's not a ton of space in Tomorrowland at uh, the Magic Kingdom, and we thought, does it maybe take over the Speedway, or the, uh, which is the equivalent of the Autopia, uh, the little cars you drive around, but it is not taking over mm-hmm. that space. They reclaimed some swampland uh, off to the side of the Magic Kingdom, and it's going to go there so all the rides
2: stay intact yep everything's staying put and we get Tron next to Space Mountain two coasters in Tomorrowland it's insane two oh yeah
1: giant e-ticket coasters right next to each other the people mover is intact I was concerned about that but no it's just going to be further back next to it this might be where uh, they were saving room to build the um, uh, Persian resort really? There was going to be like a, a Persian uh, themed resort in the uh, recent past, or is this like a, a 70s time a ago, while ago? Like, yeah, okay. when there was going to be like uh, uh, resorts themed to different regions or uh, uh, areas of the world around the Seven Seas Lagoon. Mm-hmm. So because there's the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian, but I feel like there was supposed to be like a Venetian themed one and a Persian themed one. And that I think they were working with the government of Iran at the time... That was eventually uh, uh, deposed in the Islamic Revolution. <laughs> so that got scrapped. Yeah, that's not <laughs>
2: happening. They're not going to bring that back from the, the saddest yeah. fallout Blue of Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> political
0: events. Mm. Um, I,
1: I think it was supposed to be back past the contemporary, like uh-huh. in the area where this could be. Stretch out, too.
0: Oh, gotcha. So in the ride, there will be a single Persian rug as a nod to the (laughs) possible (laughs) hotel. Uh, Keep your eagle eyes out for it. Uh, I'm excited about this news because it maybe opens up the possibility of the Tron coaster coming to Disneyland proper, uh, the closest park to us. Uh, And I think Tomorrowland is is really starting to struggle in terms of having uh, great attractions in it. There's this intervention space, which I think is the most frustrating uh, uh best real estate probably in all of the disney parks that nothing is happening to i'm really hoping that tron ends up there or maybe taking over the Autopia or submarine space in disneyland but i guess a lot of uh, purists would not want the Autopia to go because it's an original waltz attraction so is the submarines i guess a waltz attraction uh, uh one that he oversaw and loved uh, um so you don't want to see those go but i don't know i'd rather have the tron thing What about yeah. you? sure yeah i'll take a tron thing
1: yeah They're terrible for the environment Autopia and the Tomorrowland Speed, which is constantly yeah. smells awful and so, just constantly pumping out gas. The, the the submarines, too, use up so much water. Like, they mm-hmm. ran those during the multi-year California drought.
2: So, if, yeah, if you don't know what the Autopia is, it's basically it's it's where, like, a little kid can drive. It's on a track, and, and your kid can actually move it left and right a little bit, but, like, it never can get off. Or, like, you can never crash one car into another little kid or anything. It so,
1: used to. It used to not be on a track. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right. People and used to be able to ram each other.
2: So, the, which honestly, that sounds more fun than the current ride there, but yes. I get it. that's like it's they call it a transformative ride. Like the kid, this is the first time a kid gets behind the wheel, which by the way, does a kid really need to get behind the wheel? Yeah. Shouldn't, can't they wait? Like, why does an eight year old have to do that? Like, that's like, this is what the big thing in the theme park community is always like, well, this Autopia ride, this is, a, a child will always remember his first time getting behind the wheel. And it's like, well, why doesn't he just wait till he's 15? <laughs> like, then he'll remember his real first time when he actually had control a real car. I like to, if you're going to be on a track driving
0: a car where you're not really driving it anyway, I'd rather be on the one where you, uh, uh, help Mr. Toad get to court and then get sentenced yeah. to, get to hell. To hell. And, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a more interesting drive, uh, uh, I agree. To me. It's more
2: exciting. It's more fun. Um,
0: I don't know. But maybe our kids, would kids be disappointed to not have that uh, utopia around anymore? I don't
2: I'm know. Not sure. I feel like if I was a kid, I'd be like, do I want that like shitty gas guzzling little car where I can't go anywhere cool? Or do I want to go into the computer and race with blue and orange neon? I think it's the second one.
1: chanting, Tron, 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 Tron.
2: Uh, we know it's a character. We know
0: Tron is a character and not a concept. Tron, I didn't know Tron, it was a Tron. character. Tron. Yeah. yeah, well learn something every day Disney and so, did, going to be mad so do so do you at home yeah probably yeah we're we're cutting them off left yeah. and right apologies uh, but so the other uh, roller coaster that's coming to Florida which, which I don't know much about but if you guys want to talk about it but there's a uh, there's a new Harry Potter uh, coaster coming to Florida the original yeah. Harry Potter land uh, uh, coming to, Islands, to of Islands
1: of Adventure next to the Village of Hogsmeade they are going to destroy the What used to be called the Dueling Dragons roller coaster is now called Dragon Challenge. Is that right?
2: Yeah, something. So, so yeah, basically there was another, like, land where the Harry Potter land now sits, and there was already these two coasters... Uh, that would like duel and they would have diff- two different cars that would go at the same time and it felt like oh my god they're gonna they're gonna crash into each other they never did that was just a fun little thing fun little gimmick but then they rethemed them just and called them Dragon and barely added any sort of like they added a little yeah, a line a little cue things and... but like there was never much like theming on the actual ride itself they no longer duel did the dueling that, right. go away the dueling
1: so... went away that went away for, like, a safety reason. Like, stuff would fly out of people's pockets in one coaster you and hit the people in the other <laughs> coaster. Which is Stray nickels fun. flipping out in yeah.
2: people's eyes. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so a wallet hits you smack in the face.
1: I think that is what happened. Did someone die... I
2: don't oh god I don't god. think so I don't think
1: so but I feel like someone did But someone get may taken a
2: wallet to the face
1: injured and may have there may have been I don't a think it was
2: suit. as bad though as like the Fabio bird incident on the roller coaster Oh, no. If, oh any, no if anyone remembers this the Fabio was on a roller coaster I don't remember which one it was but he got hit in the face with a bird and it busted him open and he was like he got off the ride just bleat like bleeding profusely from his head um, but I don't think anything that bad happened. I think it was just some minor like safety issues. But he's
0: got like – it was bound to happen. He's got kind of a big head. Of course. <laughs> of course. How could it not? <laughs> there were plenty of other uh, – it's, it's a glass half full scenario. We should count the people on the coaster who
2: didn't get hit in the head <laughs> rather than the one uh, lunkhead who did. That is – I mean you would think you get hit in the head with a bird very often on a roller coaster because they're yeah. – You know – Birds hang out on some of those things. I guess they're they're moving pretty quickly, so the birds maybe don't linger. But like they're flying, they fly everywhere. They what? don't know what they are. Do
0: I, are there ever cases you think of? Uh, you know, roller coasters go flying by, whiz and by. Some of them are themed after birds or have that's wings. True. Do birds ever think that a roller coaster car is a fellow bird that is they can meet with? <laughs> is you know, their dear friend? Well, I went. I went straight to to the <laughs> sexual implications. But oh, that's okay. very that's very sweet. That uh, striking up a friendship <laughs> with a roller coaster car. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's beautiful. That's Maybe like, that's one to try to get Pixar on board. With. I was going
2: to say that does sound like a Pixar movie, where like a little bird's friend is a roller coaster, and then the evil heads of the roller coaster company come and retheme it, <laughs> take I, the bird the bird theming off of the cars and change it to like a rocket or no something like like something bad like like uh what's bad like a. Uh, like a gun? An oil drilling machine. Oh, an already. oil drilling machine or a gun. <laughs> <laughs> a big gun that you sit in and you ride around. You're, you are a bullet. You are, yeah, you that's are good. a bullet. That's good.
1: The station fires. You. This station is shaped like a giant gun and you fire out of oh,
2: it. That's actually really great. That's a great Mario. That oh, should be a cannon and you should be in the bomb bomb. Oh um. yeah. Oh, being you on should be the, the giant bomb. Ooh, sure. You should shoot around. It's kind of a shame that the
0: Mario land is only the uh, there's only so much. Ru- like You could do an entire Mario park. I think probably every element of just Mario, forget the rest of Nintendo, could be an entire ride in
2: and of itself. Yeah, because he's had so many different games, and Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy, like... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of worlds this this little man has explored. I want them to build every
0: single iteration of Mario Kart. I'm not happy with just the one. Mm-hmm. Let's get uh, uh, let's get sunshine. Let's get uh, uh, you know a double dash.
2: I think every single one of them uh-huh. could be its own attraction. The uh, well, the plans also leaked. See, this is getting off topic, but the mm-hmm. plans leaked, or at least a, a picture of what the what the ride would look like, uh, the Mario Kart ride, which is coming to all both coasts and Japan. And it looks like they've crammed, like, seven different levels in one ride. Jeez. It's pretty insane. Cool. And it's got, like, yeah, like, it's got the castle level. It's got, I think it says Moo Moo Farm. I think it has whatever the normal one is, Mushroom Kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's So I do think they're, they're cramming as much as they can into one ride yeah. if this thing is accurate. If this piece of leaked uh, art is accurate think, hopefully the leaker doesn't get arrested. Hopefully, hopefully Trump, Trump pardons this Trump doesn't this leaker. like
1: leakers, and that includes the themed entertainment industry uh, message board. Leakers. I like to be
0: surprised.
2: What's happened to surprises? We got no surprises anymore. Yeah. I have to go to Universal, and I want to, I want to be on Wario's. What is it called? Damn it. That joke was going to be good. Wario Stadium. That's it. <laughs> I want to go to Warrior Stadium, and I know what's happening.
1: <gasps> oh, fuck! I don't want to know where the ramps are.
0: I don't want to. I don't want to see the ramps. Don't tell me about the ramps.
1: Waluigi. Luigi, I want to see my friend. While Luigi, he's a high quality person. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I recently had a meeting with him, and then an undisclosed second meeting with him. Um, so that I love more than going out with, going out
2: with Waluigi, <laughs> disclosing one meeting and not the other. There's probably Trump Waluigi memes already that we haven't seen. Oh, or yeah, Trump, yeah. There's got to be like, because Waluigi's a bad guy, Wario is a bad guy, Trump bad guy <laughs> well he if he were here
0: maybe he'd make the argument i'm not such a bad guy why do you think i'm a bad guy maybe there should be another maybe there should be Watt trump maybe i, mean, I, Trimby, bet- I am trump, the good guy yeah. i'm super trump and then we need wad trump
1: <laughs> i yeah or would pence be waluigi because he's slimmer he cuts mm-hmm. a slimmer if
2: you're just going for silhouette. looks sure pence is waluigi yeah. but i don't know personality wise i think they're two they're worlds apart yeah i guess that's but, true yeah <laughs>
1: Anyway, Harry Potter (laughs) Potter (laughs) roller coaster. coaster. They haven't really announced much about this roller coaster. Presumably, it will be a smaller scale because families are going to want to ride it. The Mm -hmm. the dragon coaster that's there now is like a pretty intense, like looping. Roller coasters, so this one's probably going to be smaller. Hopefully not as small as, like, the unicorn challenge. This could be inside, like. Sure.
2: The The old one was just, like, a, one of the ones where your legs dangle, which I hate. Oh, like, really- legs dangling, like, that scares me. I feel like somebody's going to pull me. Like, I'm going to slip right through and fall. Yeah. Or I'm going to f- slide out and hit a man in the face going the other way. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I hope. I would hope it was. Uh, all I want, look, I want it highly themed. I want a lot of robots. This is basically what I want for every ride. Highly themed, a lot of robots, and a little bit of excitement. Doesn't need a ton, just a little.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, But what I hope does not occur as this coaster is built is I hope they don't take out a coaster very nearby, which has uh, some history for me. I think now this coaster is called Flight of the Hippogriff, uh, which is what they put in uh, at uh, Harry Potter Land here uh, uh, in California. And it existed already in Florida. Um, It used to be called something else like the Unicorn.
1: I think it was just called the Flying Unicorn. The Flying Unicorn. part of the, the Lost Continent section of the park That got, like... Cannibalized for taken over, the, taken for over for the, the Harry wizarding
0: Potter. world uh, got annexed, but they kept this little like kiddie coaster. Um, and I went on this ride um, probably right after the park opened uh, uh, in in like ninety nine or two thousand. I went with my family, and uh, so we're as we're ascending the the first hill. I'm in one row, and then behind me is my mom and my sister. And when we start going down the first drop huge screams from my sister, uh, just terrified, as terrified as could be. It's a pretty tame coaster in the spectrum of things, uh, but she is screaming and screaming. It just hit her really bad. My mom starts screaming and screaming as well, and... I'm I'm spending all the time thinking like why is it this? this seems fairly heightened to me I wonder what's up and then we got off the thing uh uh my sister Kelly is really just like calming down coming down from it and uh my my mom is just like glaring angry and I asked what happened and apparently on that first drop my sister got too scared and she clutched my mom really hard uh, and just kind of like grabbed wherever not really looking no, no. and it turned out uh, my sister was uh, clutching onto my mom's boob really hard <laughs> the entire coaster ride just clamped down on Whoa. it uh, and it's made, it's made me laugh ever since that for that full <laughs> 60 to 90 seconds my sister ah! While squeezing a poop. <laughs> um, a very uh, disturbing incestual moment in the Gardner family history, uh, but uh, hey, but it's history nonetheless. Don't tear it down.
1: Yeah. Uh, if I may, I have an upsetting anecdote about the what? Dragon Coaster oh. and my family. Mm mm-hmm. um, so, they, they, um, when they reopened it for Harry Potter, they kind of changed where you entered and the line and everything. But where you used to enter, there was like a series of like concrete steps and I think some big like fake dragons. It, it was like clearly designed to be a photo spot and okay. you could get a photo in front of this like elaborate stonework and, uh, you could get the coaster in the background. So, um, I think I was like, too scared of it the first time so I did not ride um and my dad was gonna go he's like oh I'll, it's only like a 10 minute wait I, I'd like to go ride it and so he went to ride it himself and uh me and my mom and my brother are outside waiting and she's like oh go stand over there I'll take your guys's picture with the coaster in the background and uh you know there's two other kids around our age like you know uh, uh 11 or 12 or so and they're standing up there too and we just kind of hey hi, hi and um uh, uh, we we kind of stand like well, we'll give some distance so we're not in their shot. Um, their mother, who I can only describe as an unhinged Southern woman, uh was apparently <laughs> not taking a still photo. Was taking video and just started screaming at the three of us like, "You all, you get out of there! You get out of! Hey, we were here first. We're taking that." My mom's like, "Okay, okay. Well, sorry, we were just taking a with picture. We didn't know." And she's like, "You don't you talk? You watch yourself!" And like started like yelling at us, and we're like what is happening and like definitely like my mom's like okay just calm down we're at a we're families at a theme park and like eventually the woman went with like fine have a nice day asshole like or like something and it was like very upsetting to all and they walked away but we're just like what happened like we were just so upset by this and we were just like despondent at like this woman who just screamed. Screamed at us, and my dad comes off and goes, like, Hey, uh, that was a pretty fun quote. What's wrong? What's wrong with you? I was like, Well, I, this woman, this strange woman just called mom an asshole, or a, she may have called her a bitch. Like, and there was a lot of kids around, and like her kids were there, and we were also there, and we were like little dorky children, like little, and I was just like, it was like a terrifying. Uh, a very terrifying experience of watching like a stranger, uh, yell it's at another stranger.
0: Year. Uh, and you're sure it was not a streetmosphere
2: character?
1: No, mm. it was not a streetmosphere character <laughs> like the sassy fountain who will, who will roast you. Yeah. Oh, that's but, um, right. This we t- we fountain, talked about that we sassy about
2: fountain. What, like, a couple episodes ago, twenty, twenty so. ago. Yeah, that's why you um, can't
0: have that sassy fountain around. It starts giving people license to be sassy in their own real lives. She I, probably just was inspired, and you know emboldened. what? Next person who gets in my way, I'm calling a bitch.
1: I do. I. It, it was like later in the day. It was like in. It was probably around like uh, uh, five. Five or six or so. So when like people are starting, like the humidity is getting to you and it's like you either need to go back to the hotel and just sit in the air conditioning for a while or you just need to like have a sit and have a drink. Mm -hmm. So because like if you if you don't rest at those Florida parks, you really start to go a little mad from the heat.
0: I, I think it's a fun thing about all of us as adults uh, getting to go to Disneyland and getting to do it sort of uh, unencumbered and without the, the extreme threat of pure raw mental breakdown, which is something that you know is happening all around you at every theme park you go to. But we're the calm ones with a glass of wine, mm-hmm. love, and life. It's, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great great virtue to uh, not be dragging <laughs> like seven screaming kids around.
2: We're really living the dream, as well. Yeah, we're
0: we're really. (laughs) Um,
2: Yep. Okay. Well, (laughs) let's let's look. We came we came here for a very important reason today, to talk about stunt shows at theme parks. That's correct. Um, And we all we were all talking about this, like how shall we approach this? Because there are many, many different stunt shows, and I think we've all picked stunt shows that we ourselves, uh, each of us, have seen, but the others have not. Yes. Yes. That's correct? Roughly so, yes. Right.
0: Uh, um, We're all majoring in a particular stunt show uh, on this day, on this recording.
1: And I think um, it's safe to say the ones we all picked are kind of (laughs) weird.
0: sure they're I all mean, a little insane yeah, yeah. Um, for various reasons from what I from what I know about yours but correct me if I'm wrong these are not I don't think the iconic uh, great uh, uh, stunt show they're, like they're not the best stunt shows in the theme park world for that you'd have to turn to potentially that water world show which is yeah. a, a actually fantastic uh, a stunt show here at Universal Studios Hollywood yeah um, or Ooh. the Indiana Jones is a solid one uh, um, but yeah these are uh, these are all a little, a little odd um, yeah
1: and we've talked about doing the the bigger stunt shows in the future.
0: Yeah. But oh, that's the plan. This is like this is a this themed is part episode one. We're each gonna make, we're each uh, uh, tackling a particular stunt show, but it's part one. Yeah, we'll do we'll do more. Uh, we'll we'll leave you in suspense. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh. Yeah. I mean, anything to say about we haven't talked about stunt shows in general. Um. They are not at every theme park. They are not at Disneyland or the Magic Kingdom or at Epcot. But they're at a ton of theme parks. Uh, um. Especially Universal Studios. Uh, Six Flags. I feel like a big player in the, yeah. yes. the uh, stunt show game as well. Um, I was thinking about, about the, the genre in general and how you could like vaguely divide it into two. Uh, there is the the type of stunt show that's a little more like hand to hand combat based. That's more about fight choreography, and then uh, uh, there's the there's the varietal that's more like uh, motors and gear and uh, cars and trucks and jet skis. And boats, if you're really lucky, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which are probably done on like a like a bigger scale, is probably a moat or a, a, a river of some kind separating you from the from the stunt performers, and the possibility of a splash zone, which mm-hmm. is always uh, a, oh, an sure. exciting
2: possibility. They, they all do borrow, like uh, they all have a bag of tricks, though. And like, I feel like we're gonna find like 85 overlap in all of these stunt shows because I was watch rewatching the one I'm picking. And I was like, oh, yeah, these these are all the tricks they use in every single show. Every show has seems to have a very similar format and, like, the same flames that come up at the end. And it's, like, the same, like, ooh, it's hot in here. But, like, it's in the Jaws ride and it's in, like, any studio tour, whether it's the old MGM studio tour or whether it's the Hollywood Universal tour out here. Mm-hmm. Every, there's just, like, there's, like, ten tricks, I feel like.
1: Yeah. And these, these all need to be performed Like, the thing about these stunt shows is you were seeing, like, live stunt performers performing, like, movie-quality stunts. But, like, when you actually film a stunt in a movie, it's an insanely labor-intensive of, like, well, we're doing that one thing today, right? Or we're doing, like, two things today, and you have to have, like... A lot of medical staff there, you have to have a lot of safety people there, sometimes fire departments and I, like ideally. Ideally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not always.
0: A lot of speeches. A guy has to like gather everybody up and okay, ladies oh, and gentlemen, yeah. today we have open ammo live on the set. And they it always is done in a way such as to freak you out. Uh, but also the guy loves giving yes. the stunt speech yeah. more than anything in the world. He's so happy to give the scary speech and to show the off the barrel of the gun and uh, this cannot hurt you however we need you to maintain a safe distance from the... Uh, uh, I, I get excited. I've been on some things with some stunts. It is an exciting moment sure. when the guy gathers you up and uh, gives the mean speech. It's exciting.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's exciting unless you're doing it like I had to do once when I had to be on a hang glider on a mountain. I mean, I wasn't doing. I wasn't jumping <laughs> off the mountain but I had to wear a giant hang glider and like about 3 p.m. the, the mean guy gathered everyone up and he's like the winds are too the winds are too strong to open up a hang glider the winds will take you they will take you and pull you off the mountain if we were to do it right now so we're not going to be able to actually open the hang glider we will see how it is later and i'm like jesus christ like I don't want to die on a mountain when we're shooting something where the wind just catches me and takes me away <laughs> like a feather. <laughs> I just drift away, which God knows maybe that's just the best way to go, but <laughs> I didn't want to. So so at 5 o'clock, the winds, in my opinion, had not died down, but when you're on a commercial set, time is money. we got to make the shot, baby. And the wind we've okay the wind is all right. what we're going to do now is just have a couple PAs hold on to the side of the of the hang glider and I'm like, "Oh, Jesus Christ. Seriously?" And like they so you're they,
0: not doing a jump, you're but you're on the side of a mountain right. in a in a precarious place where you could get lifted away like a Forrest yes. Gump feather.
2: We're up very very like at the top of the mountains in like Glendale or something wherever that is like way up there. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So, and then they also were like, we're not going to lock you in either. We're going to, we're not going like, <laughs> to lock you into the hang glider. So if the wind does take you, it'll just fly. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, remember to release your grip on it. Because <laughs> if you don't, you'll be it'll taken." It'll just width. fly. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> that sounds fine. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I, I did it. I did it. We'd have, I just have to run like, the problem was then I was like feeling a little better. And then I would have to run like 50 feet with it. The problem is, it's heavy as shit. So I did it about ten to fifteen times, and just my back just was killing me for two or three days. It was horrible. Then I took a muscle relaxer and it was better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that's. Uh, it's
0: dangerous stuff. Stunts, uh, so that, Stunts are dangerous. You like... didn't get hurt. Either. You can't. They didn't have to, like. I'm imagining this area where you did fly away mm-hmm. and got banged up like Homer in the Gorge. Sure. And then they had to, like, <laughs> spend weeks painting out all of your cuts and wounds mm-hmm. and abrasions uh, yeah. to make you look like a. Uh... Whoever cleans up the
2: movie stars in, like, post <laughs> on computers yeah. would have had to really work overtime on my. Uh. my Battered no. face. We got to... Uh, God, this is a big thing. We got to kick it to the guy who's making
0: Jeff Bridges younger. Uh, the guy who's taking um,
1: out Henry Cavill's mustache in that <laughs> Justice League movie.
0: Wait, he had a mustache he wasn't Let's willing break, to heart with? No, no. He, this
1: is new. This is breaking news as we hear this. Uh, they, they're doing reshoots on the Justice League movie, but Henry Cavill had already started shooting the new Mission Impossible movie, where his character... I guess he grew a mustache for the character, and Paramount... Uh, said you cannot shave. You cannot shave. So there are pictures on set of like Henry Cavill in a Superman uh, outfit and he's got a mustache. Oh, cool. And it's unnerving. <laughs> it is weird to see like Superman with a mustache. Sounds good to me. And they're going like, to digitally uh... remove it.
2: Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. There'll be like a fifty thousand dollar budget on taking out his mustache at every shot. <laughs> yeah. Because who knows how much. So if you're a barely
0: paid intern uh, setting up the tracking markers on Henry Cavill's face, maybe listening to this to pass the time. Uh, I hope you're. I hope you're having fun and uh, God we'll God hang speed. in there, buddy. Godspeed, champ. <laughs> um. So, so the point you were making is that oh stunt uh, shows yeah uh, that could hurt you. Yeah, it's <laughs> That's dangerous. Is what you're saying
1: yeah, they're dangerous. very dangerous, but in the park, parks these stunt shows you need a bunch of big like set pieces in a row so like acrobatic fighting stunts uh water stunts falls from great height stunts, mm-hmm. um, fire, pyrotechnics. And you a gotta, lot of these have explosions.
0: You gotta figure out little bits you can do in between so that it's not just one guy out there for 20 minutes hoofing it yeah. and uh, moving from from jet ski to a ladder to an explosion to getting lit on fire. You gotta figure out little diversions. I feel like a lot of stunt shows have some like uh, kooky comic relief that is oh not boy, necessarily a stunt uh, mm-hmm. uh, just to like give the stunt folks a break. Um, or if it's the type of stunt show that is the making of stunts and they can break the fourth wall then maybe they send the director out there to say and cut and then he tells you a little bit about how stunts are done and uh uh, he he kills the time
1: yeah um there is uh oh the other thing is that this has to be repeated whatever you set up the show has to be repeated like three to six times a day, depending mm-hmm. on how many times they're running it. Mm-hmm. They're very impressive
0: yeah. uh, endeavors. Uh, last week, I was slagging on shows in general. Not the effort that anyone puts into shows, but just uh, I find uh, a lot of the theme park shows kind of like generic and blah. Uh, not stunt shows, though. These are these are impressive. Uh, uh, and I've always had a little fascination with them. I should mention real fast, I did this animated show, Moonbeam City, and I did uh, an episode. Episode that went into a, a theme park stunt show, so I got to make up what one of those would be, and it was a, a, the movie of cities about police officers. So I made up a police themed stunt show. I called it the the. Police brew totally rev and roll stunt stravaganza. <laughs> uh, I had so much fun. I worked on making up this plot so much more than I did the full half hour actual plot of the episode. Uh, and I had to make up like the hero and the villain. And the good cop was named uh, uh, Officer Speed Damon. And the bad one was kind of a Dick Tracy villain named uh, Don Fatsoli. Uh, so <laughs> it was very fun to get to like delve into that and the various tropes. Also, so, like this, this had the thing. It's in a lot of stuff where, like, the villain is undercut by somebody pulling his pants down. He's wearing heart boxers, uh, uh <laughs> boxers with hearts on them. Uh, and then the thing where the guy gets like shoved into a little pit and then a bunch of confetti comes up. Uh, uh there's a lot of fun tropes, too. Uh. Is uh, is Moonbeam, we may as well plug it. Is, is it a streaming somewhere where I forget? You can, you can buy it on iTunes or you can torrent it on weird Russian websites. That's it. Uh, that's pretty much. Oh boy, it's a whole thing. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, or actually, it recently ended up being streaming on Comedy Central Australia's website for free. So check free. it out there for yeah. free. Yes, you can sit through an ad or two, but it's all up there. Check it out. There's various ways to, or just like ask me, and I'll just like send you pirated copies uh, uh, myself. Just tweet it Scott. Email. I mean, yeah. Tweet it Scott. Please send me the full episode series, full, uh, full series. Res, of... Yeah. If you give me some disc space on which to post the show, I will send you the highest res <laughs> from the <laughs> straight from the computer version. Uh, why not? Somebody stop me. that's uh, a, um... <laughs> a podcast to ride. Promise folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll send you a lot of gigs worth of cartoon. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, uh, yeah, a lot, we're all fascinated with these things and, uh, let, let's talk about them a little bit. We, so we each picked one, uh, 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 and I wanted to propose just a, a ranking system at the end. Uh, sure. uh, if you want to classify your stunt show as either a perfect aerial flip or <laughs> a
1: misaimed
0: kick in the dick, um, <laughs> w- which admittedly is maybe something you would want to see in a stunt show. Is
1: there anything in between?
0: Yeah, that's a real uh, black and white.
2: Uh, yeah, system that's there.
0: true. That's sort of a good or bad. I well, I couldn't uh, th- think of a very good like middle point. Like, what, what would be if, an okay stunt?
1: What if the middle would just be a. Um a shoehorned in topical joke (laughs) because i i've got some of those in mind and i know they're present in uh in some other
0: ones oh boy that's right as as opposed to a ride which cannot change day to day the live theme park performer is free to event to uh, bring up events of the day although i wonder if in today's highly charged political atmosphere if maybe you aren't supposed to talk about our president or things related to him uh well we've already done that today no so we we're in the can't. Clear- oh oh the theme parks if you're yeah. on yeah, stage if know. you're the deacon in the waterworld show are you allowed to a uh, good or bad address uh, tr- Donald Trump in any way well
1: they they got into trouble uh for that a few years ago at I guess is this kind of a the Bill and Ted show in Orlando at Halloween oh, sure. Horror Nights had mm-hmm. like uh uh like Obama and. Mitt Romney like I think that's no, that, when they stopped doing it like they, did they they had like a dance off they oh, had a okay. dance off I think they officially stopped doing it when they had like a bunch of offensive stuff and it like yeah. there was definitely a gay superman and everyone's like oh this is uh not good like, I was gonna say did
0: Obama and Romney make out was
2: that their Was <laughs> that
1: I... there? Th- their fun joke. I think they had a break dance off, which wow. I I can't figure out. I kind of like that the logic though. of that. I yeah. like the
2: break dance off between uh, the two
0: candidates. Look, uh, well do I a mean, if you had to guess who was going to win <laughs> that breakdance war. Well sure. Um, <laughs> not to be uh, uh,
1: not to stereotype, a, but uh, That's a good yeah.
0: stereotype to land on though. I mean, oh, yeah. literally the real man Barack Obama I think would could probably pull off some great breakdancing.
1: Also, that seems like mm. a lifetime ago, 2012, the 2012 election seems like such a simpler oh, time man. than the horror show we live in I, I think
0: about it all the time, and you saw it a little bit in the lead-up to this election, how a couple of, uh, you know, Pizza Hut or that kind of thing tried to do the typical ad campaign that's like, you know, like, like you know, vote for the like making fun of the election or like, tensions are high. You know, why not chill out <laughs> with a slice of pizza? And you feel like even like the, the tamest, or any, if you ever saw any art where like a donkey and a, a elephant are in boxing gloves oh, and sure. hey, put them up. You can't even, that is upsetting. Like, there's no such thing as like friendly election comedy anymore it's mm-hmm. gone no it's not it's uh, completely humorless okay yeah. let's talk
2: about let's stunt talk about stunt shows, shows. Um,
1: <laughs> who wants to go who thinks theirs is the least ridiculous i feel like we should build i feel it I might feel be like mine i
2: think mine Do you might think be it's yours i don't know and right. uh, these are all have to be probably in a, pretty inoffensive, but yeah. mine is pretty standard. I, I don't well, know. I think right. if whichever one you think illustrates
0: what a, a is a better example of the typical uh, theme park stunt show. All right, well, I'll go.
2: I'll go for it. Uh, we'll, we'll never Scott, know. never Scott.
1: I think you should go last, knowing what I know it's about yours. Sure,
2: water. Yeah. So um, I picked the Batman stunt show from uh, Six Flags Great America, which is from where I'm from. Um, the the park is in Gurney, Illinois um and i saw it lot when it when it opened in 1993 and it lasted for a couple of years and i'm watching this last so i'll i'll give you a quick overview so when we'll post all these links online, so you get to watch like grainy, like home movie quality footage of all of these different stunt oh, shows. Oh yeah,
0: we're not going to play any clips because these things are like all these stunt shows are like barely recorded. And if they yeah. are, I noticed in looking on YouTube, a lot of them are posted by the literal stunt performers who were in the show, which I think is a nice Whoa. level of uh, 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 you know uh, of <laughs> straight yeah. straight to the straight from the uh, straight from the person. They're from usually the done in, in personal
1: large theaters or outdoor amphitheaters. So kind of hard for like a consumer camera in the audience to like pick up the audio that well. It's meant
2: to be experienced live. Yeah. So, so yeah. So this video. So really my memory is, is I have a little memory of it. And then this video. So uh, there's an MC and he's like doing a lot of warm up stuff. And he's like, you know, put your trash in the bat garbage cans and stuff. And like funny, really funny jokes like that. Uh, and then he says stuff like, who likes to party? <laughs> Which I was like, I don't know. That doesn't really. Wait,
1: Batman says it? No, no. This is
2: the MC. Oh, the MC. Yeah, Batman's not out yet. Who's dressed as what? What is he? He just has like a polo on. He's uh, an employee of Six Flags. He's <laughs> like the liveliest employee they have probably. He's a local you know, theater performer maybe. <laughs> uh, and then they're that like. Gr- ended up being Stephen Colbert. <laughs> st- current Second City student. That's uh, but... true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they, uh, he like, he does like, he does weird stuff where he's like, who has the best Tarzan yell? And like, that's, <laughs> you hear and like the camera isn't on the, on the people. So you just hear like, Oh, oh, oh which is very funny that night. I feel like if you asked that question to an audience today, people would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Who is Tarzan? And what does he sound like? I have no clue. But 93 was a different time. We, Tarzan was still fresh in our minds. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so the, so the setting of this whole thing is like, there's a big warehouse and it's Ace Chemicals, which is the famous, uh, place where the Joker falls into a vat of acid and becomes the Joker. And then there's like a, uh, like a garage. So while we're playing this too, like Party Man by Prince is playing, cause it's, it's kind of based on, you know, the first Batman movie, which Prince did the soundtrack for and, uh, the audio on the. Audio cuts out. I don't know if, like, Prince's estate, like, leveled a complaint against this particular video. But all of a sudden, like, there's a snippet of Prince and the audio cuts out for, like, a straight minute. So, I don't know, maybe at a certain point Mm. when Prince, like, really had his lawyers going after people on YouTube, which there was a time when you couldn't find anything by Prince. Like, they came after this poor person's home movie. With, a, with like a real green like a shitty sounding party man played in an arena <laughs> it's like I want that gone for the internet I always
0: imagine Prince himself filling out the copyright uh, compliance right. forms on YouTube there's something about it it just always uh, <laughs> uh, it seems like something he might get up to at 4am while uh, you know the dear. 400th night in a row not sleeping <laughs> dear YouTube
2: uh-huh. <laughs> there's a video from Six Flags Great America where uh, 45 seconds of party man plays I would appreciate you taking it down. This is a displeasure <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, maybe Written it's probably more Slanger. mean. It's probably more mean. <laughs> Uh, so the thing starts with like kind of Batmany music at all. It sounds all off to me. It sounds like maybe they didn't get the full Batman score, but it sounds Batman-ish. It's
1: kind of Danny Elfman-y. It's
2: the, right? yeah, it is yeah. Danny Elfman. I feel like there's like a couple notes changed, but maybe that's just the uh, way that the audio is aged on the tape, the VHS tape. So the the whole thing starts on Bruce and v- Vicki Vale are going to a party and there's like one table with food on it and then there's a giant large turkey. Like a turkey that must be <laughs> like eight by eight, and it's roasting like it's outside or something, and it doesn't make any sense. It'll be at a fancy dinner party, but they were like, "Well, this reads like, uh like like fancy people eating, I guess. <laughs> if it's feeding three hundred people, then sure, I get yeah. So I guess it's like a weird themed party, but really, it's all just Bruce and Vicky like dancing for ten seconds, and then here come the motorbikes, <laughs> two or three guys on motorcycle like motorcycles like fly off. And fly over and then this song which I couldn't quite make out which I could hear like a line is like born to ride. We were born to ride. Hell yes. It wasn't a song I recognized, but it sounded familiar. Not, it's not. I love LA. It is. (laughs) Born to (laughs) ride. I love (laughs) (laughs) Gotham city. (laughs) No, no, it was not. I love LA. It was, it sounded like highway to the danger zone, (laughs) but it had the words born to ride in it. Maybe this is a song that I'm just not familiar with. It's Gotham city's biggest music artist. Uh, And then, like you know, you got your standard stuff: people shooting a Tommy gun, and it's like flashbangs that are happening against walls, and people are like like scurrying up posts. And then, like other like the the punches that you can clearly even see from a hundred feet away miss wildly, but like pat, like you hear the noise, and the guy goes like flips and flips four feet onto a pad that's clearly a pad. And then they do the thing where they cut, so it's a stunt show but they don't the reality is is that we're just watching some people perform and i should have actually said this at first the mc explains to us that he's he's not only just the mc and the host he's the second unit director for this that Which late
0: is, in the game yeah, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> so logic he explains
2: he explains that yeah he is he is uh, in charge of shooting the action for this which like, doesn't really make sense, because like, what are we shooting? We're not shooting anything. And nothing else
0: in Six Flags is movie-themed, so yeah. What's, yeah, uh... there's
2: like some Looney Tunes stuff. I think that there was a Six Flags, and maybe it was here, too, that they had like movie world. Okay. But it was a lot of loose. Mm. But it's weird they just weren't like, here's a show with Batman. I don't know why they had to act like, we're showing you how the movies are made.
1: I feel like the one at uh, Great Adventure in New Jersey did, uh, at some point, switch the Batman show to just like... Bat, the bad guys are here, and Batman's going to fight him.
2: That's great. I mean, that's so much better. Yeah. And then I also wrote the guy's name down, <laughs> the hostess. <is. laughs> this is the best I can hear. So he goes, hi, I'm Roderick Dean Wells, host, <laughs> host and second unit director. Uh, and that's a uh, second unit director is a film crew that films the dangerous action sequences. Uh, and then they do like a whole bit with it. No, I remember this. This is this is my, my memory as a child, that they do a bit where they ask for an audience participate like uh, an audience member to come up and a guy like fly this is not in the video but this is my recollection a guy like jumps from the audience into the pit and as a kid i thought it was real i thought there was some maniac who had thrown himself in the pit obviously this is a plant and then they proceed to like knock this guy around the whole show wow which is you? You're, you nodding because yours has something like this.
1: No, it it's just happens.
2: It's a trope. Yeah, it's a trope. It's a stunt yeah. show trope where there's a fake audience plant and everyone uh, laughs yeah, at him getting one. like hurt.
1: Usually has a Hawaiian. <laughs> We're all like, Ha-ha, that that normal guy is an idiot and he got hurt. <laughs> like usually, really, is in like a cartoonishly touristy, like Hawaiian shirt, baseball yes. cap, at like, Disney,
2: a goofy hat. That yeah, um, yes. yeah. yeah. Uh, so then, yeah. So like then, there's just like different scenes. Then then like they'll they'll preface it by like Batman is headed to Ace Photographer uh, or, or is hate. To, excuse me, Jesus Christ! I wrote it down <laughs> wrong. Batman is headed to Ace Chemicals, and photographer Vicky Vale thinks this is her chance to take a picture of Batman. But it's a trick by the Joker. And then like Joker like Vicky Vale beats up a bunch of goons, and then the Joker falls into chemicals, but Joker already has his Joker makeup on. And also the Joker looks like shit. This is a problem I have is that Joker really doesn't look like the Jack Nicholson Joker. He doesn't look like the Cesar Romero Joker. He looks like he has a generic Halloween mask and his clothes look like crap. And I was looking at other videos from different Batman Sun shows, and there's one with uh, the Penguin as the main antagonist. It's almost the same show, except the Penguin's in it, and it's so much better. Penguin is dressed like Burgess Meredith. He has his own Penguin song about running for mayor. They like wow. wrote an original song, and I was <laughs> like, "God damn, this is so much better!" And this like than this joke, this crappy Joker. Yeah, uh, and the joke like. So also was,
1: this means the joker fell in the vat twice? Yeah, like, but he, he didn't fell in the vat yeah. twice. Also Ace Chemicals despite an insane occupational uh incident where a man fell into a chemical vat, they're like, "All right, well we filed all the appropriate reports with the government." Time to reopen the old chemical plant. <laughs> now, look, there's Same a lot of problems guy. in
2: Gotham City, so yes, obviously, I guess that's true. There's probably some lobbying going on at Ace Chemicals that would continue make the, the operation of it continue. They maybe they did have to put a B up on the outside of the. Oh, sure, <laughs> to put a B in the window. There's uh, so yeah, Batman zip lines in from the audience, which is you know kind of cool. Uh, it's pretty slow though. It's just like a slow man, like coming down from the audience section into like a little elevated area, you know, punching it. My favorite part of it, I think, is that the Batmobile is there. And it is the Batmobile from the first movie. It's cool looking, like it's a full thing. Batmobile gets a big pop. The audience loves it. Yeah. And then they do this whole bit where Batman controls the Batmobile with his voice. So he pops out to go investigate into the chemical warehouse. Uh, and he goes, uh, Batmobile, wait for me at Wayne Manor, which makes no sense. I don't know why he would send <laughs> yeah, the car home.
1: <laughs> park Batmobile. Go park where we live.
2: <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. And no, I don't know. You've done a good job so far. Go ahead and crack off for the day. So there's clearly like a guy in there driving it. It's not the guy playing Batman. Um, and then they do a whole bit where Joker finds it. And then they keep saying... He the the Joker starts to try to take control of, it and he's like, "Batmobile, come, come, Batmobile, come." So they're talking like a, like a dog. They both, and then and then he can't get it to work. And then Batman comes out and and tr- goes, "Batmobile, come." And they keep saying that, which I'm not trying to be dirty. They just keep saying, "Batmobile, comma come." And then finally, like Joker gets in there, and Batman realizes, and they have a fight while the whole thing's going on. And I'm a, and I'm thinking also, this is probably like a scene that was maybe added after uh batman return 1992's batman returns where the penguin takes control of the batmobile Mm. do you remember this scene Mm -hmm. that's it's he remotely controls it uh which is also by the way if you haven't seen it in a while one of the dirtiest scenes, they shoot it like he's having, the penguin's having sex while he's like kind of riding, writhing around on the tiny Batmobile. Oh, okay. Sort of like humping a joystick a little bit. Is yeah, that, it is, it is, like they shoot throttling. him from under and he's like, blah, 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 like mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like, that is the horniest movie.
1: Yeah, it's a very <laughs> horny movie, Batman Returns. And also like upset it, like did, I remember as a kid seeing, seeing, uh, uh. Danny DeVito, like, eating the fish, eating raw fish, and he's got, like, fish slurry running down his jaw, and it's it's gross. It's weird. Yeah,
2: it's really gross, real weird. So I think feel like they maybe got influenced a little bit with that sequence. But, like, yeah, and then there's some dune buggies come out, and they chase the Batmobile around, and some guys flip off slightly higher places. Uh, the audience plant, like, falls, and everyone, like, I guess thinks that's great. Because as a kid, I also was worried. <laughs> I remember, not only was I a scared kid who was like, I think this is real, even though they're telling me—I didn't know what a movie—I didn't know how movies work, but I was like, this is kind of real. I thought maybe there's a chance Batman or the Joker would come in and steal me or abduct me. Because <laughs> I, when I would—the well, first time I ever saw a play, it was Cap, it was uh, it was Peter Pan, and wa- during intermission, the actors playing the pirates poked their head out of the dressing room to be dicks. Hmm. And I was getting, like, water in a water fountain, and I looked behind me, and they were, like, peering out. And I was scared shitless. I we had yeah. to go out. My mom had to take me out, like, of the whole place because I was so scared. So I was a scared up until like I was fifteen. I thought most of these rides had a chance of being real, and that they might follow you home. They might uh, the characters might haunt your reality. Right. So yeah. when or I saw or
1: kidnap you, they could have taken you. That's what I
2: said. Yeah, I thought <laughs> yeah. like Joker could possibly like if he ever got too close to me in the arena, which I'm sure he didn't, uh, that he would certainly like want to take me home. Back to Ace Chemicals and make me push a little joker, in. but yeah. maybe push me in. Uh, so then, so when I saw an audience member who I thought was a legitimate audience member participating and then falling from a great height, I was scared. I was worried <laughs> that that man was dead. <laughs> the fourth wall was punctured for you, and now you still don't
0: know how many walls there are. Yeah. <laughs> Where so, do they end?
2: <laughs> I recall it being stressful for me as much as I liked Batman, and I, I probably only at that point had, not, uh, had seen the 60s Batman. Um, which is a lot friendlier than the Burton Batmans for, uh, what was I, seven? Mm-hmm. No, six. No, I was nine. So that's the Batman stunt show. As I said, like, <laughs> there's a many versions. We should do a whole episode on Batman and the theme parks because there's so many different stunt shows. There's one where there's water and, like, jet skis. There's one where the Riddler is the bad guy, and it's Batman Forever. Uh, I
1: think I saw that one. I think I would have seen that at Six Flags.
2: yeah. There's um, also
1: a ton of unbuilt Batman stuff, which yes. is very interesting to read about and see the concept art about.
2: Right. So, mine is pretty normal, pretty standard. I, I didn't wasn't shocked by anything, but, you know, your standard stunt show bullshit, like, all that. What do you think? Did I... Am I the lowest? Do you think yours is weirder, I Jason? think mine's
1: a little weirder. Okay. Well, hit it's, us. It's, it's to, okay. Oh, uh, do, oh my, wait. Well, you want to rank oh, it? Oh, yeah.
0: What were Perf- the
2: two choices or three?
0: Per- perfect aerial flip, miss kick in the dick,
2: or in the middle, uh... <laughs> topical reference. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> a flat it's... topical reference. Honestly, if it w- I, when I was watching the one with the penguin, which I think was Great Adventure, which was I think in Milwaukee, is that right? Seems white? Like... Hmm. Six Flags great... great Adventure is that? Uh, Milwaukee? that that's uh, in Jersey. My... Oh, it's Jersey. That's yeah. right. Uh, the penguin one uh, I thought was great. There was the saw. I was mentioning it before. There was an original song. Like he was in a better costume. Mm-hmm. The, some of the stunts looked better. Prince had not gotten his grubby paws uh-huh. on it. The, <laughs> the on audio was—you could hear all the <laughs> audio. <laughs> Uh, So, I guess I'm going to say middle, because it's still like you got to see the original Batmobile, uh, and that was cool, but I feel like I've seen better stunt shows, Mm -hmm. you know? All right. But I also might be because I was traumatized by it, and I'm thinking of it negatively. Did it it scare you a little bit today? Were you watching the TV and a little worried you might hear a rap at the door and it'd be a a pirate or two? Uh Um. Oh, yeah. And uh, I had a giant roast, rice roast behind me, like the one at the party Bruce and Vicky had. uh, Which I also forgot to mention that the bad guys kicked the roast over. Oh, no. During the... First fight scene. Party
0: ruined. But at least they didn't dump it into the chemical pit and create some kind of giant turkey monster. Joker roast. Joker <laughs> turkey. <laughs> Which is and, a good idea also. That'd be a pretty big step for a stunt show to take in terms of the overall Batman narrative. Sure. Created a new villain is Big Turkey. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, so my show is also a uh, a superhero show. Um. I did not see the show in person. I think yours is... The weirdest. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Uh, I, th- I think I think possibly. I, I was thinking about talking about some of the other Universal stunt shows that I d- actually did see in person, the Miami Vice show. I watched the Miami Vice show, and I'm like, uh, uh, there was a stunt show briefly based on Miami Vice, and before that, uh, the A-Team. There's a very little video that exists of the A-Team, and then uh, Miami Vice I watched and just... It's pretty cool. It's just dope. There wasn't a lot to uh, that's my (laughs) review. Done. It was a cool ass show. So there's nothing else to talk about. Then I was digging into the Universal Archives and realized there was something called Spider-Man Rocks. Spider-Man Rocks ran from 2002 to 2004. uh, And it's a little bit of a cheat because it's a half stunt show half musical. But uh, there are definitely stunts in it. And increasingly once Peter Parker gets transformed into (laughs) Spider-Man uh it's so uh, it's in the it was done in the castle theater which you've, if you've ever been to Universal Studios kind of on the upper lot there's this uh, thing shaped like a castle uh, which is I think sort of an odd cursed location at Universal Studios I think today there's a, just the, the, a thing called the special effects stages there which is sort of a remnant of the tour it's, it's a thing, it's, it's probably fine but I feel like a lot of people skip it when they go there, there was a, there's been a myriad of strange things the Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review was in there, which, if you don't know it, is this live show where Beetlejuice leads all of the now Dark Universe characters, <laughs> Frankenstein and Dracula, in a
1: rollicking, frightening uh, uh, armada of songs. Um, I remember seeing uh, the original musical Creature from the Black Lagoon musical yeah. there, uh, yeah. which is uh, was not good. Uh, it was bad. No. It was, it was upsetting. Um, and is probably, when was that, like 10 years ago? What, eight 2007 years ago? 2007, 2007? 2007, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, wow, well, look, they wrote an original short musical based on, the, and then they had a full, like, boat on stage. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is, they really spent a lot of money on this. And then once they started doing the show, I was like, oh no, this mm-hmm. is bad. And there's so much, like, like early seasons of Friends level gay panic in that show. Like there's <laughs> Wouldn't so. Wouldn't be Universal much.
0: Studios with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, with <laughs> Rich- Screaming gay characters. A rich tradition at Universal Studios uh, shows (laughs) to have horrible stereotypes. Mincing, uh, wrist flipping uh, gay characters.
1: Yeah. And it was, I I just remember being very, being like right in the middle of the theater. And it's like, oh, I can't leave. And it's, (laughs) I was just like, oh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to watch this anymore.
0: That might uh, require talking about a little bit at some point. Creature from the Black Lagoon, the musical. It might be the worst thing I've seen in it theme park I remember that uh, uh, that was when I worked there at Universal Studios uh, and uh, and they had a night where we all previewed the show and like we were all like there aren't people around who are part of this were there do we have to like make pleasantries with anyone involved in this <laughs> show because dear God uh, so it's it's sort of this odd cursed location I think in the park and a lot of like things that are just there for a few years have slid in and out and uh, uh, so spider-man Rex I guess not the worst one one, what with Creature from the Black Lagoon. But uh, still, not anything that anyone particularly fell in love with. It seemed to be a way to just like, jam Marvel and Spider Man into the parks as quickly as possible uh, with the success of the Tobey Maguire, uh, the original of the, of the 25 <laughs> Spider Man films. Uh, it was a. Uh, so it's kind of this Cliff Notes version of the Spider Man story. Uh, within the first minute, they get out uh, a narration that's like, you know, they say with great power comes great responsibility. I guess I learned that the hard way oh boy (laughs) that's me (laughs) Peter Parker, but I wouldn't always be. It just has that that <laughs> annoying sort of for twelve
2: year olds tone like from a, the get go, like a kid in the '90s on a commercial selling soda. And <laughs> uh, like, when yeah, imagine thirst quenched.
0: <laughs> um, I'm not big, I'm but called... one day I will be. The, the power of milk. Um. <laughs>
1: Sometimes I'm called Spider Man. I became Spider Man after my fuck fucking <laughs> uncle ate shit. <laughs> <laughs> Serves up, dudes. <laughs> Still a
0: post-youths uh, talk the way Michelangelo does. <laughs> um, still, that's this is the voice. <laughs> Two decades later, uh, it also the whole thing is kind of steeped in a uh, in a vibe that uh, uh, Jason. I know you've talked about uh, w- the, before the Marvel Cinematic Universe began. Uh, kind of all of the media involving Marvel all uh, had the same veneer, which was kind of this like extreme generic rock. Just like rock for kids. Uh, uh, That kind of rock that doesn't sound like any particular artist in the world. It's a little like the Power Rangers theme a little bit, too. Um,
1: Yeah, and in in California Adventure right now, the promotion is the Summer of Heroes, and It's it's back. Like the heroes when the Avengers come out, they're riding like ATVs and stuff. And there's like generic rock, but and you see it other places today too. Like that Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman in in uh, uh, the Super Batman versus Superman and the new Wonder Woman movie. Like her theme song is like this rock and roll guitar. Like that's really just what you used to do for like soup. That's just. Yeah, it's a superhero. It's so like well,
2: royalty-free rock and roll yeah. music. Stock. Yeah. Ra- it's
0: music. It's music that sounds like what Toto makes today. It sounds like a <laughs> two thousand seven <laughs> Toto album. Uh, uh, Shredden. Marvel equals Shredden. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff. But also, this is a kind of a jukebox musical. Uh, uh, I think there's like five performers all told, and they weave a lot of songs in and out of the show. Uh, uh, some of the biggest hits of 2002 appear in this show. Uh, uh, there's a, a Let's Get Loud by J-Lo. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm sure a song people are still very fond of. Uh, uh, there was, uh, oh, uh, the Foo Fighters' My Hero appears in it at some point. Wow! Uh, uh, and then, uh, uh, and also the, the Bonnie Tyler song, We Need a Hero, uh, which uh-huh. is an, old, an older one. Uh, that one comes back a few times. Uh, and then one that, like... There's just a straight up performance of like a kind of a clubby pop-locky song that was so distant to me I had to look it up. The song is called AM to PM and it's by Christina Milian. Is that a uh, TRL hit, no. anyone recalls? I do not know. Nope. I, that does not sound I, familiar to me. Well, in the uh, in the we heights of 2002, P. you couldn't not include... Kids would storm out of the theater if they didn't hear their <laughs> beloved AM to PM by Christina Milian.
1: Can I ask, this is a few years after the uh, Marvel Mania restaurant was up at Universal. Oh, Hall, yeah. right. That yes. opened for like a year and a half, maybe. It was sort of, the gimmick was like... It's Planet Hollywood, but in the Marvel Universe. So there's Iron Man's suit of armor, and there's Thor's hammer, and there's <laughs> Professor X's hover chair. Like, and here's uh, uh, expensive mac and cheese
0: yeah. named after Wolverine. <laughs> Somehow, it, it
1: did not last because the, lo- the characters. It, it looked <laughs> not great, and yeah. apparently, the food was very bad, and they they. In promotional materials, they're like, this is going to open in Universal Orlando too. And as oh. like a little Marvel nerd, I was just like, I can't wait to eat at this goddamn Marvel restaurant <laughs> and it was just so bad they're like well we're not making any more of those wow wow the sad story of uh,
0: rest chain restaurants uh, or novelty restaurants that don't come to pass yeah I remember at Disney World there was a they even put out artwork for it a David Copperfield magic themed restaurant uh-huh. that oh, I yeah. never ended up uh, getting built still haven't um,
1: used the space for it that they set aside for it
0: God really wow uh, and uh, dream uh, kids still have uh, space in their dreams reserved for this restaurant that uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> <laughs> Nothing uh, I, is filled. I think one day it might just appear there. <laughs> it's, a decent it's been the long con by yeah. old cops, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or it's a Chris Angel restaurant or something. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, anyway, yeah. So it's. I mean, it's all the Spider-Man stuff, uh, super condensed. Uh, he in scene one. He gets bit by the spider. He becomes a spider. Uh, then it cuts to uh, Mary Jane, uh, who is an actress who seems to be cast uh, entirely based on upper body strength uh, because her acting and her singing leave a little something to be desired. But then when she has to like, grab onto a wire at the end, mm-hmm. perfect, nailed it. Uh, anyway, she uh, you see her out on the street and she's being ganged up on by two street toughs and they're sort of uh, uh, you know they they got eyes on her what's this girl all about and they convey it by singing the song She Bangs by Ricky Martin (laughs) uh, which uh, uh, my wife said is probably trying to capitalize on the uh, the William Hung American Idol uh, uh, popularity
1: of the time that adds up so wait the story the story of this goes from Peter Parker gets bitten by a radioactive spider Mm -hmm. Uncle Ben dies off stage you got no Uncle Ben
0: no Uncle Ben representation we
1: cut to, uh, Mary Jane being menaced by Street toughs uh, soundtrack to She Bangs. Singing
0: She Bangs. Uh, which I think is a little unfair to Ricky Martin to recast his words of lust as uh, being kind of rapey. Uh, uh, yeah. You put him, you know, talk to
2: me, tell me your name.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, those aren't explicitly rapey, and I don't uh, think it's fair to Mr. Martin. He's singing um, a
2: consensual song, and then they were uh, repurposing it for uh, an Non-consensual situation.
0: Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I think I think a pretty unfair thing to to level. I agree. On that no, song. no, I think it's and, horrible. And we all know uh, Ricky Martin would never sexually abuse a woman. Um, That's true <laughs> it's too. the last thing you would want to do. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Mary Jane like fends off two uh, fends off two thugs with her purse, uh, the ultimate weapon that any woman gets is a purse.
1: Uh, I feel like we should say women don't fare well in these stud shows. Almost
0: like, never. They, yeah, they're, they're, they're always yeah. And if they, they're always needing to be rescued, or if they do uh, do take matters into their own hands and do it themselves, they always make a big deal of it. It's always that hey, I'm strong too. Whereas now, I think if you started a new show, just happen, uh, yeah. the, the female protagonist would just be doing the stunts, and you wouldn't have to like
2: give a sly nod. Like girls can do it too. It's uh... Vicky Vale gets like a couple. She beats up a couple goons, but then she loses, and Batman has to save her. So oh, like, I feel like yeah, they get a couple like you know like pity punches (laughs) and and it's in the old days and and uh then yeah then the man hero must come out there was a show i sorry we're getting tangent heavy this time uh there was a show called like spy girl that replaced the batman show like some generic thing and it was just an all-female uh like female protagonist it seemed like tomb raider Oh, um, so so uh, you know times did change. Wasn't
0: there a was there a I
2: mean, Pamela like a Anderson
0: slide. show uh, uh, on television that was kind of a well, VIP? VIP. Are you speaking? Oh, okay, okay. Vicky
2: so this Irons' was not...
1: protections.
2: <laughs> Jason was a big VIP fan. <laughs> <laughs> VIP. I, I was more of a uh, Tia Carrera's relic hunter fan.
1: Sure. Yeah. As they far both as the syndicated
2: shows with attractive ladies, right
1: after Saturday morning cartoons. Did,
0: did these not even air in Los Angeles? I don't know. Uh, How about uh, Cleopatra twenty? 2020 20? does that seem to ring a bell for you no but maybe I just uh, maybe I hadn't been sexually awakened yet <laughs> so I wasn't were, eyeing these on Saturday afternoons they were
1: all syndicated so they aired on different channels at different times all okay. over the country okay uh, so check Mary, your
0: local listings uh, Mary uh,
1: Jade is being menaced she's being uh, menaced by two thugs the She swats, the
0: day play um, yeah, uh, uh Two. Uh, she swats off two thugs a third is immediately too much for her to handle uh, she sees the third thug Too much runs up into the scaffolding. Once she gets up there, I need a hero. Uh, uh, (laughs) Problem overflowed at three. Uh, Spider-Man comes down, saves her. Pretty then, unrelated songs. Christina Milian song. Then uh, the Green Goblin floats down and says, "Can Spider-Man come out to play?" (laughs) Uh, And you don't get a sense really of why he became aware of Spider-Man. I don't like Spider-Man. Only vaguely helped thwart the three street thugs, and I don't think. they were in league with the Green Goblin, so it's unclear how Spider-Man ended up on his radar. Anyway, he shows up and he's on the surfboard, and that's one thing you got to give to it. Spider-Man is floating around. You get to see Spidey stunts. Uh, the Green Goblin is really close to the audience. He's hovering carefully, legally, carefully over the audience on that uh, on that uh, hoverboard he's on. Uh, so you get that uh, at least, which is uh, if, if you're a young kid a Spider-Man, they give you something you want. Uh, um, but then so it's like picking up speed a little bit. And then there's a decent little fight between Spider-Man and the Green Goblin, which is literally interrupted by Mary Jane, who stops the fight, pushes the Green Goblin away and starts singing. Hey, baby, by no doubt, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is a tactic to start, uh, you know, g- getting getting him a little horny and uh, getting his eyes off the off the fight prize, uh, which does distract him for a second. And it works. He gets horny. Uh, Yeah, he's kind of leering at at Mary Jane. Uh, Once again, Mary Jane, pure uh, sex object in this. not farewell, no. No, not really. Uh, It becomes a medley with the Moulin Rouge era Lady Marmalade. Whoa. Uh, Then, sort of without... Uh, provoking. It becomes a fight again. Uh, the All the other extra dancers who were part of the show started saying a really listless version of Another One Bites the Dust. Uh, and <laughs> also War, what is it good for? Whoa. Uh, the laziest saddest Man. versions and this is the climax of the show and uh, the, the Green Goblin is fighting Spider-Man at this point using uh, what, what seemed to me like Nerf balls. Just like real Soft, vaguely tinted little balls that he's throwing in Spider-Man's direction. You like see them sort of soft bounce off the stage, uh, maybe bounce back on and roll back the other way. But they still, there's, they provoke explosions. I guess they're meant to be bombs. And he has them just like a, in a little like burlap sack. He's carrying like a literal ball sack. Uh, sure. Green <laughs> Goblin's
2: carrying a ball sack around. He's, those are the, those are supposed to be for his a Marvel. Pumpkin they're his pumpkin yeah. bombs, Scott. For, oh. We're both Marvel boys. All right, they're supposed to be little tiny pumpkins that blow up we're assuming unless ah. they change the lore to just being like exploding nerf balls but no they have to be pumpkin bombs. I, I think so
0: that's never uh, said why goblins and pumpkins I guess they're sort of
1: spooky because the okay, they're both okay.
0: spooky Halloween stuff could have been skulls could have been uh, uh,
1: neck bones sure, sure. Um, <laughs> Mike and I will also be hosting another show coming off called Marvel Boys little uh, Marvel
2: Boys uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason doesn't want to put lol in front of it and I want to
1: right, we're still figuring that out that's well, going to be on NPR's podcast network. Uh, that's a very highbrow one, the Marvel Boys.
0: It is today. Well, just uh, you make the logo without Lil, and then Mike, you just like scrawl it on, right on there like a little troublemaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> stinker. Oh, boy. I think Scott may have sold me on little Marvel Boys. <laughs> hey, all right. Uh, got you on the same page? I'm a peacemaker. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, oh, I forgot. We're towards the beginning of it. Spider Man, <laughs> the first guy you see Spider Man uh, kill, he like snaps his neck. <laughs> what? Um, Hold on. <laughs> whoa, 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 <laughs> you know, what? like a spider. <laughs> whoa, he kills early? <laughs> yeah, like the first guy. One of those thugs I was talking about. He just snaps his neck. Totally forgot that in my notes. Uh, maybe the most exciting part of the show, and I just glossed past it. God, he takes a life. <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. takes life. Just sort of silently towards the beginning, and then uh, it get only uh, <sighs> diminishes from there. Uh, I don't know. And then So, like, three kush bombs or like blur i mean like i'm like oh, kush, oh, kush balls kush is sort of ball. oh, what kush. i mean yeah. it's called a it kush uh kush is probably yeah uh, kush uh, sounds like marijuana kush is weed yeah um i don't know he throws a couple foam balls and then one of them misfires and then he blows up and then it it just sort of ends it's uh i don't know it's it's it's, it's real lazy every step of it you could tell <laughs> Probably there was a lot of build up to the premiere and then the actors are given up already by night five mm-hmm. and uh you know they know this is a seasonal thing. They're not gonna be there forever. Uh um it's uh yeah. I, I can only Quantify this one as a, a misaimed kick in the dick. This, um, uh,
1: yeah, this is also not too long after uh, Marvel's bankruptcy issues. Oh, that so they they were not as a uh, carefully guarded brand at the time as they are now. That they're part of the Walt Disney Company. Because
2: they, yeah, they were selling off movie rights, which is why X Men is at Fox still to this day, and Spider Man is still like technically owned by Sony as ah. far as movies. So and, like at and this all the point, there four issues and Fox as well. Okay, uh, this so that yeah, that's why they were were like literally like you'll give us money for some of our bullshit here you go here's our bullshit do whatever you want with it we don't give a shit yeah okay. we want the money we we need money and they were bailed out by uh, Avi Arad and Ike Perlmutter, uh who used to own a toy, toy company biz. called Toy yeah. Biz <laughs> Like, you were in per- the toy biz. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And um, now like Pearl rules with an iron fist.
0: You know, I gotta say, I, I, I have this stereotype of the Marvel movies but, you know, I, I I fall on the negative side of these things. I think I, I say what people say that it's like they're all like T V shows and they're all sort of the same. And but thinking about this way that Marvel used to be, I think I'm appreciating the the cleanliness that Marvel has has these days because yeah. that, yeah, this generic rock and Spider-Man's singing Lou Bega and this kind of thing. It's, uh, uh, this is a big sloppy mess and I'm glad they steered out of it. However, that being said, I remember thinking about Spider-Man rocks a lot during the premiere of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, the Broadway musical, because they're aesthetically virtually the same right. and even though one is a cookie cutter stunt show being farted out in front of 900 people every day at Universal Studios and one is a, uh, a $75 million, a $65 million circus tragedy as the Green Goblin <laughs> <laughs> says in the show uh, uh, the, the, despite the cost disparities they're almost the same thing to me yeah. uh, and I think Spider-Man Rocks uh, deserves some credit and I think YouTube Two and uh, I think Bono and the Edge maybe should uh, kick some royalties over to uh, the people who made the g- the generic off brand rock that inspired the
2: entire endeavor because they were the originators. I, I would also argue that Spider Man Turn Off the Dark has a lot of theme park elements, like topical jokes, because like really? when I saw it. When I saw, stuff would break down when I saw it, and it was it was a year into the run, and then like Green Goblin would have to vamp. He would have to do something and then he'd be like, It's like a shake weight. Like I'm he would like pull something up, and he'd be like, It's like a shake weight and like the audience would laugh and I'd be like, This is not any different than the genie at the Aladdin show A California Adventure, where he's making topical jokes. It's like, I don't think most Broadway shows, I mean, there's got to be a few, but most Broadway shows don't, like, sub in the latest headlines, send up the latest headlines. So the Green Goblin's, like, picking up a newspaper and, like, so what's going on? (laughs) What's in the news today? They let him him riff. (laughs) He also made a joke about, like, the stoppage, too, because, like, the show would just stop. It would be, like, resetting. And you'd like everyone to be like. Uh, they just say that on the PA. Yeah, you, would hear, the whole, you would hear the stage manager, or whoever, just say like, "Stop."
1: Was it and still in like, previews when you saw it?
2: No, I saw it a year into
1: it. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. It was. It was way into the run. Like it was after the changes made to the original Julie Taymor version. Like. They took out that mysterious arachne woman who was like a spider goddess. like that. Was, oh, yeah. Spider-Man like who has gone. dozens
1: of villains. And they're like, well, we got to invent some. We got to invent the knife-themed villain Swiss Miss. Mm-hmm. What do the fans really not want to see?
2: Yeah. So, um, so, no, I saw it and they still had problems.
0: With all the money spent on Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark... That uh, that th- This and Spider-Man Rocks still ended up at the same type of thug who is wearing like a bright yellow shirt and then kind of like a bowling shirt over it and like, you know, camo shorts. Like they both had like the armies of thugs in both of these shows are both basically like the Dell guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but one of them cost, you know, like 50 times what the other one did. Oh, no, the more drummer... expensive
1: yellow shirts. Spider-Man, save me. The drummer and big from Smash Mouth are coming after me.
0: <laughs> uh, Julie Tamore inspects personally inspected every frosted tip in, <laughs> of every thug dancer. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's a kick. It's a kick in the dick. Uh, uh, Too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's hey, look at watch the
2: video of it anyway. It's pretty funny. Yeah, we'll po- again we'll post all these videos in our what metadata and the social media. Uh, yeah, Jason does that stuff. I don't Twitter. know how it works uh, on our LinkedIn
0: and the show notes. Uh,
2: Jason.
1: All right. Uh, yeah. So mine. My show is the eighth voyage of Sinbad at Universal's Islands of Adventure in Orlando, Florida. Sindbad. Sinbad. Sinbad. Uh, what I this recall. Is,
0: Say that D. <laughs>
2: There's a D is in
0: it? D? Yeah, this no. is I'm pretty sure. Or I've I've seen it both ways, but I saw it with my wife like 10 years ago and I'm pretty sure because we were talking about it ever since Sindbad, Is this some like getting them off of a copyright? What is this D about?
1: No, I think that's because that's that's one of the things about this show is is there is no copyright. Uh, uh oh, I see. so this is Sinbad, the sailor from the many centuries old Middle Eastern story cycle, the seven voyages of Sinbad. Now, this is the eighth voyage of Sinbad. This is a brand new voyage for <laughs> the viewing <yeah>. public. <laughs> wait, and no, episode wait, seven of on. Star
2: Wars. Hold on here. Huh? Scott is correct. It is yeah. Sindbad. S-I-N-D-B-A-D. The I was Googling it. There Sindbad. were those
0: results without the D. I, think yeah. people, I don't think a lot of people don't know that, but it was so odd we made a note of it. We were talking about Sindbad all day. This uh, is also um, like
1: doing a little research of it. It seems to be, I, I always thought of it as part of the uh, 1001 Arabian Nights stories, and it seems like there's some debate of like, well, older versions of those stories don't have these in it, but then like there's, tra- you know, manuscripts, uh, fr- more recent manuscripts where they are featured. So, but the big thing here is that Sinbad is copyright free, baby. And He's in the public domain.
2: Sinbad is especially copyright and free. Sinbad
1: is ex- <laughs> even especially less copyright free even by copyright. More than his yeah,
2: fewer lettered brother.
1: Um, this is in the Lost Continent section of the park. Uh, which again, you may as well call it public domain land mm-hmm. because it's got a ride based on Atlantis. It's got some Greek myths in there. Little Poseidon. It's and got stuff. like yeah, an Arabian marketplace and a uh, 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 mythos. Uh, often voted one of the best theme park restaurants in the world. Mm-hmm. But this is the part of Islands of Adventure where they're like, we got to put some stuff. We're running out of money to license stuff. What can we make? That we don't have to pay another company money, and they got like Jack and Jill in there. They got yeah, Mary had a little lamb, Merlin, Hansel like, and
0: Gretel town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: There, there was a part of the park called Merlinwood, and that got absorbed into uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. We talked about earlier, the uh, dueling dragons got absorbed and rethemed into Harry Potter, but Sinbad is still going strong uh, since. The opening of the park in 1998, I believe I said, um Sinbad is still running pretty much from what I could tell uh unchanged. I mean, I've seen it a lot and the setup of the show is that Sinbad has to, to has to rescue the Princess Amora from the evil witch Miseria. But Sinbad's not alone. No, he's got help from his bumbling old friend Kebab. That's what? right. They of named the comic relief Kebab, and he's a great, he's a jolly husky man <laughs> who's like the most like ham-fisted uh, comic relief. Um, here are some of the the things uh, Kebab does. <laughs> he picks up a golden, giant, golden chain necklace and says, "I pity the fool," like Mister T. <laughs> Uh there is a a thing where a bad guy runs at him and he picks up a red cape like a bullfighter and yells ole and they play like bullfighting music. Um he does a Robert De Niro you talking to me. Wow. Um there there's a okay so they so the show starts with like Sinbad's zip lines in. mm mm-hmm. Mhm to this giant cave that's full of treasure and it's got a waterfall and like a, a part of a ship and then kebab like stumbles in and he's like he's very horny for treasure like he really wants that treasure and uh they see a giant jewel at the top of the cave and that jewel is called the sultan's heart and they're talking about this cave and like they fight off a guy. And then from beneath the stage, a beautiful woman appears. And that's the princess that they, it's like, you have to rescue me. I'm being kept here. And he tries to go get her, but there's a, there's a moat of water in front of the princess and it like 10 foot tall flames shoot out from the water. And, uh, Sinbad goes and gets the jewel. And then there's an explosion and the jewel disappears and a bunch of steam shoots out, and the princess disappears, and she's replaced by a an evil witch, the evil witch Miseria. And yes. at, this is the point when Kebab says the line, give a girl a big rock, and she turns into a witch. Typical.
2: <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Is
1: this line still in the it's show? is still in the show. The video I Ooh. watch is from 2014. Well, so this line has been ago. in there. Yeah, but this line has been in there... F-
2: for a long time.
1: Since 1998. It's still going strong. <laughs> There's this comedy of, like, boy, wives, huh?
2: Yeah. That is baffling That's to me. That's for the dads in the audience. <laughs> yeah. The dads love those jokes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, these stunt shows are very broad, and they have to appeal 8 to 80, so, like, the, the comedy is is very on the nose so like all of this is happening a couple of like zombie looking guys come out and they sword fight with Sinbad I've been confused
2: uh, because you have been saying Sinbad when you should be saying Sindbad uh,
1: Sinbad sounds so weird to me we gotta uh,
0: my fair lady this situation keep on his uh, on
2: his grammar yeah, yeah. No, um, I know I've been very upset every time you say Sinbad I'm did I sorry say the right reference okay. is that what I was, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> sorry sorry continue
1: okay so, so throughout all of the, these high jinx there's also like here's a zombie guy and he's got a bow staff and he's really good at spinning that bow staff and they like you know push him out he they defeat him and then here's another guy and he's got a big axe and he's really good with the axe so like every guy's got a different thing he does um uh, uh, and this is a big set like this is on a big set so like characters are like coming in and out um they're swinging on ropes there's fist fights there's sword fights um here's some more kebab stuff Ke- kebab does a lot of very silly dances he says hello governor like unprovoked at least once or twice what does
2: his normal voice sound like if you wouldn't mind giving us a little bit of it
1: um know, like
2: what, what or could you compare it to a, a different character
1: Like a real ham, like it's like a Kevin James kind of like, hey, what a Sinbad! We gotta get this treasure! Like, so he's like a New Yorker, a street tough New Yorker. Yeah, he's kind of like a, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's what you'd say. Like, oh yeah, look at all this treasure! Um, he definitely does go. Oh no, you didn't! At least twice in the show. I feel like if kebab was being played on
2: Broadway, it would be by a Mister Josh Gad.
1: Am I, I wrong? yeah, this, this could be a, a Gad or a Dan Fogler uh, type. That's his name, right? <laughs> yeah, Fo- that's him. Yeah. From, yeah. uh, Balls of Fury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That was the well, big pop movie. Sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, we can't be, uh, sure that one of them was not once. <laughs> Josh Gad is possibly Josh the original could kebab. Josh Gad
1: possibly be the originated <laughs> kebab. With Josh
0: Gad as kebab. kebab? <laughs> Somebody
1: check the logs at Islands of Adventure. Yeah um he he says say hello to my little friend once um he gets after a
0: you talking to me both of them yeah. and then a, we're going we don't need roads and a uh i'll have what she's having and a
1: <laughs> yeah um well he gets and he gets hit in the nuts mm-hmm. yeah he Hell gets yeah. hit in the nuts and falls off off stage at one point uh and yells i'm okay which happens again? There's a callback to that right at the end of the show. He falls in a hole and yells, "I'm okay!" And he
0: does the entire uh, Austin Powers, Mustafa, Will Ferrell. Um,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, uh, he I'm very badly long... burned. They just yeah. steal, they just steal it wholesale. Yeah. Um, now kebab. There is a, a very cool sequence with kebab where he's they're like when they're first looking around the cave. He's uh, hooked up to a wire. And there, he, he says like, well, what could go wrong or something like that? And they like pull him, like he flies like 20 feet in the air backwards mm-hmm. and like disappears for a few minutes. So, that's kind of cool. Like, that was
2: neat. Uh, honestly, other than a couple of the, the, the things that sound very outdated as far as, like, gender politics or something, this one sounds the best of all of them to I mean, me.
1: it's got a lot of the stuff that you want in a stunt show. Yeah, there's a lot of fighting. Um, there's a ton of explosions. Uh, uh,
2: and I'm really compelled by this kebab character to be very frank well, sure. with you.
1: I Once you get over the fact that it's like, oh, I can't believe they're doing a, a you know... No, I. Sinbad and they
2: called the sidekick Kebab. I certainly would maybe rename him.
1: Almost entirely for when Kebab's really talking a lot at the beginning so that Sinbad can go, shh, Kebab. Uh, How about that? How about that little piece of business? Of course. Yick. Uh, uh, after 18 minutes
0: of waiting, they give you that, that payoff kebab yeah. meat that you've been after. How yeah. ma- can
2: I ask a question? How many more pages of notes on kebab do you have in there? <laughs> uh,
0: scrolling I think, and scrolling.
1: So I, that's that's most of the kebab stuff, except for kebab gets to do the interchangeable topical jokes. Okay, well, that brings it all home, so let's uh, let's hear it. Okay, so the uh, when the witch first shows up, Mm-hmm. Again, I'm. Wa- I watched a 2014 uh, video. It's like, what is this, Lorena Bobbitt? <laughs> uh, cl- he goes, Lady Gaga. <laughs> I'm sure. Wait, I'm sure why? I why is
0: she dressed like uh, in an unorthodox manner?
1: She's kind of dressed like. Um, uh, uh, the witch, um, from, what's the witch in Sleeping Beauty that Angelina Jolie was in, uh.
0: Maleficent. Maleficent. Yeah,
1: she's kind of got like a Maleficent vibe. Okay. So she's wearing a very crazy costume. Lady Gaga. And he mm-hmm. goes, Lady Gaga, um, someone, something like explodes unexpectedly or someone appears unexpectedly. And he goes, that was more shocking than the ice bucket challenge. Oof. yeah so wow. real real these, thing of its time wow these
0: are all just kind of taking the wind out of me i feel like yeah. i'm getting socked in the stomach with each
2: joke Th- these are like very and we will do a full episode on the disney california Adventure aladdin show that ran for many years Yeah, and genie did yeah, and a rapid fire a rapid fire succession of these uh topical jokes and every time i would take someone there they would have Scott's reaction where they hated it with a fury. And I think maybe even the first time I saw it, I did. But then the second time I saw it, I loved it. And then we, I would try to go back every time I could to see. So, yeah. so what you're telling me is something that I, I do hate. But now perversely loved. On the Universal Tour, there was one, there was a
0: thing where like the cars from the, uh, Fast and the Furious dance around on these robotic arms that might still be there. I'm not totally sure. But in the script, they gave you a topical joke to say, which you often oh, you yeah. were free to think of your own. But in this one, they had, here's a zinger and please mandatorily use it. And it was, they the cars kind of dance a little bit and then it finishes and you say, take that dancing with the stars. <laughs> Take that! Uh huh. They also um,
1: danced to uh, Gasolina, which was very popular. Yeah, Daddy Yankees, time. Gasolina.
0: Yeah. I got so sick of Gasolina during that, like, so many <laughs> days of me just like staring out the window. I wonder what I'm gonna have for dinner? Just like joylessly listening to this song, and then having to spring back up. Hey, all right, take yeah, okay. that, Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Suck up the hate for until you play the next clip. <laughs>
1: Um, so yeah, I think that's most of, that's most of the gags. And then, uh, yeah, there's a lot of fighting. Oh, there's some funny gimmicks in the show where, like, they clearly have a lot, there's a lot of stunt performers, uh, uh, working this. Cause, like, they, uh, uh, like, there's a big, there's a couple of big pots and, like, Kebab sticks his hand in one and a hand comes out the other. Uh, uh, so there's Clearly, two people doing that. Ah. Like, they use that in a few different ways where, like, someone tosses in a bag of treasure or tosses in a sword in one and it pops out of the other and someone grabs it from the air. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of neat. And then the, the, but the big notable thing <laughs> for this is that it.
0: Repressing out. Teeth thinks it's more than kind. I think neat. it's he neat. It's really neat. I think
1: it's neat. Uh, and yeah, the fight, the fights, uh, are pretty good. But the big notable thing for this is that it shares the, uh, stunt from the, the end of the water world show where someone like shoots like in this case they shoot a bunch of sparks out of a staff that the sultan's heart is on they shoot it at the witch and there's an explosion up where uh uh, she is standing she disappears for like one second is clearly replaced by someone in a nomex fireproof suit, Mm. they burst into flames and do like a 20-foot fall into a pool of water, and then there's a ton of explosions and everyone claps. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Which, I've watched a lot of
0: videos uh, of this moment from this particular show, searching for an element that is uh, almost always missing, except for the particular day that I went to. That thing is really cool, somebody on fire falls into a lake, a bunch of explosions go off, but the day... I went, the guy, as that happened, the guy playing Sinbad held up his sword and went, YEAH! <laughs> uh, which was the dumbest, funniest thing. Man, uh, sorry if I blow out the mic. It's, a uh, uh, boy, watching a guy really stupidly yell, yeah. Oh, man. I also, I'd like to point out something about my Sinbad experience, which is, um, I don't know if this is always the case either, but my recollection is that he, the, he, he said the word crap a lot, and damn, it was a lot like, I'm sick of this damn crap. Like, they were uh, doing a lot of, like, PG-13 swearing.
1: I think you saw someone who was, it was their last day, and they were having some fun, because it's pretty PG. <laughs> no, I don't even care, man. No, what are I, they going to do,
0: fire me? Yeah. <laughs> fire like, fire my crap damn ass? I don't care. I'm saying it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Dude. I It made me, like, also to mention my show Moonbeam City, we said crap in it a lot, and it was all sort of a nod to the Sinbad show, because I really liked, like, being edgy by saying crap, I I really enjoyed. That's some, like, 13-year-old attitude that's really fun. Got enough? had enough of your crap, Dad. <laughs> um, I think crap is an underrated profanity for that reason. It's a stepping stone
1: yeah. profanity. yeah. Man, I wish, I wish I saw the first. I is <laughs> like, oh yeah. crap.
0: I think I saw the best performance ever between I,
1: crap and yeah. I think you did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I have to say, like, this is a solid I've seen this yeah. a lot over the years. My family has gone to Universal Orlando a lot. Um, and this is a nice, uh, way to get out of the sun, take a break, see a little stunt show. Um, hey, that's a good... Still going. The, the
0: best element any stunt show can have is air conditioning or sh- shade, <laughs> shade. yeah. Many of these complaints will be forgiven
2: with the proper amount of shade. Uh, so are you saying on the scale of... and I've already forgotten the two choices, or three choices Perfect I guess, aerial flip. There you or go. Or kick
1: in the dick. I feel like we're going perfect aerial flip. I think we're going perfect aerial flip. Yeah. Uh Yeah.
2: But so, it's fair to say that you are so tired on a vacation that if there was just an empty room with a half-open bottle of water and some air conditioner, you would give it the oh, exact for same sure. score. Yeah,
1: I absolutely would. Well, look, also, too, if it was in a I Love Islands of Adventure, like, I have a lot of affection for that. Uh, park. So and I am probably the, the biased. The public domain that lies
0: yeah. within. They should, that's what they should have called the park. The real, public, do, Universal's public domain.
1: Real quick, I do want to say, uh, this is the picture they have of Sinbad on the Universal website. And I know th- this is a visual thing. I will, I'll put it on Twitter. Um, does this Sinbad look a little like the actor Michael Stolberg?
2: <laughs> what, from uh, Serious Man? Yeah. What? what? Like with a
1: mustache.
2: But hold on, I'm looking at him. Uh,
1: this Sinbad looks kind of gruff.
2: I'll give you my first reaction. No. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs>
2: I don't think he looks. I, I think he looks more like Michael Showalter.
1: Maybe it's a weird looking Sinbad, though, right? Like this Sinbad. My first reaction
2: is, "Who is Michael Stolberg? <laughs> He's the series lead actor, serious He's
0: man. The, he is the yeah. He is the
2: serious man. man. He's I in see. a couple of Woody. The young, original movie.
0: cast: Michael Stolberg and Josh Gad. A high <laughs> oh, pedigree man. of Sinbad. Eighth Voyage of Sinbad. Live at Islands of Public Domain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that's I got all the official names right, didn't I? Yep. Okay, great, did it. Um, well, right. what are well, we? I mean. I mean, on that note should we uh, let's let's just be right back sure all right well on that note uh you have survived podcast the ride stunt show <laughs> yes. edition uh there's number so, so many one.
2: stunt you've been pummeled with stunt shows and tropes and characters today so uh uh, if you have a favorite stunt show at any park, regional park, like the weirder the better. Especially,
0: or if you've participated in oh, one, yeah. that's something. Knowing that a lot of uh, former stunt show participants are posting videos of their excellent performances, please make us aware. Tweet at us, uh,
1: gram at us, uh, link in at us. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that's professional stunt performers and just the people they pull from the audience to sometimes react to stuff. Oh, if you've that's done a good that. Point. Yeah, tweet at us and tell and, us uh, what you did.
2: And if you're a Batman stunt show host, Roderick Dean Wells, please contact the podcast to ride Twitter or Instagram, because we would like to interview you.
0: And we'd like to know why your career didn't go the way of Josh Gad's. Mm-hmm. Original kebab, Josh Gad. <laughs> Confirmed facts. Josh Gad. We, learning t- we, t- that... we took a little break that we cut out, but we looked it up, and Josh Gad was the original uh, sure. kebab. Yeah. yeah, That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, and I suspected. would describe
1: learning that fact as more shocking. Than the ice bucket challenge.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Thanks for listening. Thank you to Feral Audio. Uh, and we'll see you next time. See you next
1: time.
0: At Podcast the Ride on some social medias. Goodbye. <laughs> bye bye.